being said, let's get the show started. Welcome to the podcast. This podcast. is Infinite Hope. Infinity continues. We go on and on and on, my friends. Some people say, I don't remember the rest of that song, so I can't this sing it. This is the show that never ends. Some people started singing it not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's thanks, it. Lamb that's- Chop. Thanks, that's, Lamb Chop. <laughs> that's, the, that's what we want to be stuck in your head for today, um, is that, that song, because that's what we are. You think we're going to end, but we're not going to. And this we're, is our last episode, so congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're not nefarious enough to actually put the melody in their heads. That's, oh my that's the real kicker. Like We'll yeah. say the lyrics, but I would not dare do that to anybody. Oh yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. That would be torture. Which, speaking of torture, and what we're talking about today... I am so excited to get into this. Um, so we are. I'm just going to start right off with it. No, like asking you how you're doing or anything. We're just going to jump right time. into it. Um, but uh, we are, we are, we are getting into my one of my favorite topics: um, horror movie villains. It's a two part episode. This episode, what we're doing is we are going to seed our villains on a bracket. So essentially, my goal is. We're creating like an NCAA tournament style bracket. Seeds are one through eight. There are 32 villains that we're having. And Max and I are going to argue about what their seeds are. And we're going to seed them. And then next week, we're having Matt and Fabian. You listened to them last week talk about our favorite horror films. We're going to all come on and we're going to discover and find out who the number one villain of all time is. Essentially, of horror villains, you know. Yeah. So. Well, I, I went through and did this in my head already just to kind of get an idea of like what I'm working with and what my criteria are and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was shocked at the answer. So definitely stick around for the next episode because you yeah. might not get the answer you expect. I, I, I think I'm kind of with you on that one as well, just because what I was kind of feeling about what I wanted to do with the villains and really what I wanted to do with like how we determine who wins each round, I, I think... There's going to be some prizes out. Some surprises. <laughs> There's going to be no prizes. There's going to be some surprises out there for sure. Because I can already see some really, I can see some some high seeds falling pr- pretty fast. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know anything about sports, so the whole seeding process is going to be very new for me. Yeah. So we'll talk on that for a second. So essentially, what I did when I, because what I did is, is I seeded the bracket myself. I sent it to Matt and Fabby to see if they had any changes. They actually felt like they didn't really have any changes that they wanted to make. Um, and then I sent it to Max for him to fill out for him to have any changes to it. And that's essentially what we're doing today is arguing about what our changes are going to be. Okay. Um, so my goal is to kind of start with the eight seed, maybe, or do you want to start? I want to start with. We're gonna essentially we're gonna do it. By each bracket. So we're going to go, these are all of our one seeds. These are all of our two seeds. These are all of our three seeds. Um, I don't really care about arguing any sort of who gets who. I just kind of want to seed people. The arguments come next week. So we're not going to worry about, well, this person facing off this person. This person would clearly win. That doesn't matter this week. All we're doing is saying, here's your seeds. You got a shot. Try to win. Um, this is also a fun opportunity for us to give a little background on each of the villains and kind of provide some context so that going into next week, if you haven't seen all those movies, you aren't totally lost. No, absolutely. Some of our criteria, some of the movies aren't 
super super horror but we because i included one i wanted to include the other um one of those and we'll spoil it just a second is the xenomorphs and the predator predator's not really a horror movie i don't really think but i figured having the xenomorphs on there demanded that we also had the predator as well yeah, but we can feel sure. like if, if that's something we want to change or not no no i like it i think i think it's action horror i think i think horror is a very broad genre and i think you know there's comedy mm-hmm. there's horror comedies there's action horror there's lots of different variations on the theme Yep, absolutely. Um, for sure. But until we get started, man, what I teased last week and what I want to touch with you right now before we get into our brackets and before we get into seeding, though, is I, I said what they were last week. But why don't you run us through what we missed from you last week since you were gone and give us your top five favorite horrors and just have some brief about why they mean something to you and why you picked them for your five. Sure. That is an excellent question. Give me two seconds to pull it up because I was not prepared for that question and I haven't <laughs> written them down anywhere except in that text I sent to you. So, okay. All right, so I'll just run down the list. Um, My number one favorite horror movie of all time is Halloween, the original John Carpenter's Halloween. Um, I just love the idea that he made suburbia scary, right? Like a a sunny blue sky, autumn day in suburbia, right? Idyllic, picturesque, and you put that theme on top of it, and then you put the breathing on top of it, filtered through the mask, the heavy breathing, and it's just eerie it's profoundly unsettling and on top of being scary which i think is really powerful and it just has done so many things right the pacing is great um and the commitment of the actors is great too like the 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 psychiatrist who treats michael myers in the sanatorium and like that first whole continuous shot with him in the car explaining why this guy is horrible Mm -hmm. is just like sets such a dark tone for the whole movie and i love it Um, My next one on the list is The Changeling. It's kind of a niche horror movie. Not a lot of people have seen it. It's from like back in this sort of 1980. Um, George C. Scott, who played Patton. He also played one of the best Ebenezer Scrooges I've ever seen in A Christmas Carol. Um, He plays a musician whose family dies and he moves into this old house to work and teach at the university sort of a few years after they pass and sort of get his life going again uh, and the house is haunted and so he like it's about him like processing what that is and it set the standard for a lot of tropes that you see today in horror like going to the library and digging through the old like files and the old newspapers and stuff trying to trying to research all the stuff that's going on Um, and he's a tremendous actor i really enjoy watching him work and it's very unsettling and it actually sets a lot of groundwork for the movie the ring or ringu in the original japanese um film and so it's 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 got a lot there and it's profoundly unsettling too it's really scary um, so I enjoy that one a lot. Um, the next one on the list is actually a J-horror movie. I think one of the reasons I love J-horror so much is because Japanese society superficially is so polite and so clean and so sweet that the disparity between that superficial appearance and the depths of darkness and evil that can exist in the world is that much more stark. And so when you see these super sweet, super polite people, and then the next scene, their face is like all disfigured and mortified because they've died from shock. Like it's incredible. So this one is called Occult. It's originally Okaruto, right? And it's, it's about a guy who does paranormal research and he starts like finding things that show up and there's like a, a stabbing that occurs at a local um, 
like the tourist destination and some guy like carves something on another guy and like there's an attack and some people like fall to their deaths and so this is whole morbid thing but like this this super this investigator while he's reviewing this sad footage of this tragedy sees something that seems a little supernatural and he starts investigating and so it's like there's just this like pulling on the thread sort of thing um but it's a very quiet very like uneasy unsettling journey and i really really loved it for that um so that's phenomenal and i definitely encourage you to check that out as one of the most sort of typific j-horror movies i've ever seen next on the list is get out um i think this uh, for for the very fact that like it was the source of one of the most dramatic um film like movie theater experiences i've ever seen um i was sitting in the theater and at the end the police car pulls up once he's escaped right and the police car pulls up and i was in a mixed race crowd and every white person in the audience breathed a sigh of relief and every black person in the audience took a deep breath and that being in that room and listening to that reaction changed me as a human so like understanding that disparity and and watching through that movie and just the moment where he he's asking for the keys and she takes them she holds them up and she says you know i can't do that right and just like undermines everything they have and all their love and trust in their relationship is so powerful um so that's an incredible movie and i think it does a lot for understanding white supremacy culture and uh, white privilege which i think is really freaking cool and then last on my list is a horror comedy it's one of my favorite movies of all time it is bubba hotep this is a movie (laughs) set in a west texas retirement home and the idea is that elvis never died And he is in that retirement home living out his last days with John F. Kennedy, whose brain was operated on to remove some of his memory compartments and then placed there um, in a black man's body. So um, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. It's got a lot of humor. I was raised in Texas, so there's a lot of like Texas humor about it. It's, It's very sort of down home. Very fun. And the actors are just incredible. Bruce Campbell plays Elvis. And it's one of his best performances I've ever seen. It's incredible. And then Ozzie Davis plays John F. Kennedy. And it's just like, it's so funny and so good. And it hits so many notes that I think a horror movie should. It doesn't pigeonhole itself into jump scares. It's got a lot of like emotion and feeling to it, right? Like it's a retirement home. These people are dying and there's this, there's this one guy who dies and he's reflecting on, you know, he didn't, he didn't die. Um, for nothing he went out guns blazing you know and it's just like grappling with the concept of death in this like comedy horror movie is really cool and they have a lot of heart and they execute really well so if you haven't seen Bubba Hotep get yourself a fifth of really bad whiskey and sit down for a good time because it is a phenomenal movie yes Uh, and that's my top five that's a great top five Uh, amazing take a look at um, do you have a favorite out of those five or is just kind oh, of yeah. your Halloween? Halloween is my number one favorite horror okay. movie of all time. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween's the one I show people whenever they've like never seen horror movies before. I just yep. start them off of Halloween. I was like, all right, you like this one. Okay. We can, let's expand upon this and like see mm-hmm. where everything builds off of this one. It's so great. Um, so, so good. Um, I, you'll have to listen to our podcast to get Matt Fabby's top five to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was Black Christmas, yep. Alien, Gremlins, Arachnophobia, 
And then, what was my third? Jeez. I can't even remember. Oh, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it was just amazing. Yeah, and yeah. last week we only had one crossover. The only only one that we had that was the same was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Interesting. Uh, yeah, everyone. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and they did such a. We're having those guys on again next week. I'm so excited. They're going to help us with the bracket. We're just going to sit here and argue about horror movie antagonists for probably much longer than the normal podcast time goes because uh it's a big bracket and we may even split it up into two if, if we have we to may, we may have to do more than that we may have to split it up into like three or four episodes yeah yeah so my my goal is to have a, uh, october is be like our horror month but it may spill over into um, november a little bit and we may That's not fine. catch all the topics that i want to catch because there's always next year as we know this is infinite and this will never end it just keeps going on and on my friends. So, <laughs> before we get into our villain face-off, um, and we're today we're seeding the threatening thirty-two. So that's that's the the the, the round one essentially is threatening thirty-two. Our second round is going to make it down to sixteen, which is our sinister sixteen. Um, we get after those we get down to eight, which is our evil eight, and then we get to the fatal four, and then the final is just face-off because um, I couldn't think of a clever. <laughs> to battle person so we'll get there if it's if it's more clever than that we'll see <laughs> um the way i i did it is i kind of just searched through a lot of my I, it took a lot of the like classics and said okay these guys have to be on this list and we don't know where they're gonna be put they're gonna be on here um and then i went through and said we need some monsters we need some things that aren't necessarily monsters aren't necessarily things but may bring about horror which is you'll, you'll see where we rank some of those um, and then we need some normal folks who who just turn into horror. And, and so I, I, I tried to get a really a, a, a hodgepodge of, of different villains for everybody here. Um, but uh, the way I rank them, and I want to get into what I'm watching soon because we just switched over. And um, we're definitely going to get into that today, too. And I need to tell you what happened last week. And now that you are even more ahead of me than you were the week before because we played the game last week. And they won. So... Excellent. Kudos now to you're them. Up, you're up by three. What we were have you to watching last week? That. So we oh last week we were watching Poltergeist. Beautiful. Yeah, um, that movie is visually beautiful. I love that movie. It's awesome. It's wild. Um, and so, essentially, just what we're doing is I th- I think and I, before we get into what I, what what am I watching? I want to I want to talk to you about how we're going to seed these a little bit. Not necessarily how we're going to see them, but how we're going to go through them. Do you want to start with the lowest seeds? I think we should kind of start with the highest seeds and then go down. What do you think? Like do you want to go lowest seeds, go up. I think I think it makes the most sense to go lowest because it's going to be pretty easy to weed out the weaklings, right? Like in 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 a in a battle of thirty two people, like the human beings, right? When you're dealing with like extra dimensional beings and gods and stuff like that, like humans are going to have a rough time. So I think it makes a lot of sense to 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 find our weaklings and sort of weed them out first, and then work. Our way up to the exciting like titans but if okay. you prefer to start from the titans down i'm happy to do that too because honestly like I'll, i can happily talk about this in either direction sure i'm just trying to think of what would be easiest to to as far as i i know more about the titans than i do about about the lowers but but we will we'll get through them. I, i've watched every single one of these movies that these um villains have been based on except for one there's only one that i haven't watched yet and i need to watch it um, and I was going to this morning, and I end up watching another one versus um, this one because I totally forgot I needed to. So we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have watched all of these by the time we get to the face off for sure. Um, before we get to that, though, in the main topic of the show and us arguing about 
peoples, let's talk about what I am watching. So, pretty simple rules. You've been with us long enough. Max gets five questions, two clues, two guesses uh, to guess what I'm watching. And I was planning on watching something else, but I had to change it because we had a quick discussion about the bracket and that involved this person, so we needed to uh, change it. And yeah. so I, I switched over real quick. And this is a wonderful, wonderful movie. And, and so let's let's get into it. So ask, ask away. Let's get started. Is this a horror movie? Yes. yes is it, it live is. action? Yes, it is. Was it made after 2000? No, it was not. Do I like this movie? You know, I would... I don't know if you've seen this movie. This is, this is, I, I, I would have, but if you've seen this movie, I know you will like it. Okay. I, let me put it that way. 100%. Okay. All right. Yeah. Give me a clue. Um, so first clue out of the hatch. The villain in this movie is on our brackets and is part of something we're discussing yeah. today. Give me my second clue. Tom Savini turned down Friday the 13th part two to work on this title. Ooh. So now that kind of gives you an idea of where it's and when it's made. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm going to go ahead and burn one of my guesses now and just say, sure. give me a third clue. Yeah, the concept of this film is based on a campfire story told at summer camps in and around New Jersey and upstate New York. You're watching Cropsey. Can you give me the, the the actual name of the movie? You you're right. You got the villain, but but there is a I name of the, the name movie. of the movie was Cropsy. It's it's not. I don't know. Okay. Yes. The the original script was scripted as the Cropsy Maniac. Okay. Um. Give me a second. I can think. It's like it's like it's not the Jersey Devil. So the movies, the commercials I've seen, like say that it's called Cropsy. So. Interesting. I don't, I don't know what I want either. This this is going to have to go to mediation, I think. Yeah, we'll we'll ask them next week. So I'll I think either we get, will. I'll either get two points or or one, um, or we'll each get a point, and either way will be very exciting. Yes. Um, look it up right now, though, and I'm telling you, if you Google Cropsy, like the film Cropsy film shows up. Let me see. Let me see if it does. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna put it into he IMDb. He doesn't believe me, everybody. Why wouldn't he believe? I do me? believe you, but that is not the name of this of this movie that I'm watching. I have Cropsy Speaks, Cropsy Turvy, Cropsy Curvy. What is the name of the movie you are watching? The Burning. The Burning. Yes. I have. Oh, I think I saw. I think I saw a trailer for this. Hold on. Let me look this up too. No, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Watch it. It's good. Jason Alexander is in this. With hair. How have I never seen this movie? Or even heard of it? That's funny. Cool. Yeah, I definitely will. No, I'll give you the point. I was nowhere close. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely you. That's fair. I, I had another guess and I couldn't even get there. There's a X. there's a documentary called Cropsy that also like oh yeah 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 tracks that that's what I thought you were watching okay yeah yeah that makes sense yeah now I, this movie's awesome the essential thing of this is is Cropsy was burned in a horrific accident or even not an accident early on 
um, at a campfire, a campsite. These kids obviously come back to the campsite, and Cropsy comes back and takes his revenge. It's very typical. Yeah, camp. it's a slasher movie. Yeah, it, it's wonderful though. It's it's has some of the best kills I've seen. It, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, Cropsy is on our list of villains. Oh man, so let's do. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I, this is what I want to do with today. I want to. Let's start with our bottoms, and we'll go up because I think. I think to reveal the number ones at the end would be more fun than revealing the number eights at the end. Okay, I agree. So, but what I'm going to do with this is, is I want to share what I have seated as number eights, and then you can share what you've seated as number eights, and then we'll talk about how we want to rearrange them and go from there. Does that sound good? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I haven't um, seated anything, though, because I okay. didn't know that's what we were doing for no, today. No, that's fine. Perfect. That's all right. So here, even better, I will tell you what I have seated as number eight, and then you can go through and be like, no, they need to be higher. You got them yeah. right. Because I have I have your seeds on the in front of me. Like, they're right, numbered, right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's an NCAA-style bracket. So a quick breakdown of that. The NCAA um, breaks down the teams typically into east, west, north, and south. So there's four different brackets. In the tournament, uh, March Madness, there's usually 16 teams per bracket. I couldn't think of that many horror villains, to be honest with you. I couldn't think of 64 that I wanted to have on here could properly talk about. So we broke that mm-hmm. down into 32. So essentially there's eight in each bracket. They're seated... Typically, as you would seed, so number one faces off against number eight, number four against number five, number three against number six, and then number two against number seven. Um, and then you just kind of move forward from there on who's going to win. Okay. Uh, what I don't want to really do is I don't want to have any preconceptions about who they're fighting against. I think we should just, I just want to seed them. It's hard to get away from that, I know, because you're like, well, this person would obviously win, but that's a discussion for next week. So really, we're just seeding them the merit of where we think they should be placed on this bracket, and then they will break it down into, finally, we get to two, and then to one. Poor villain. Um, so my number eight seeds, and I'll go from the leftmost bracket down to the rightmost bracket, and I'll go left first and then right. So I have Samara from Ring, or Ringu, as number eight. Um, I had a little mess up with this one, and so I'm happy to place this one a little higher if we think so. Just because I thought Samara Weaving is the main actress that plays B in The Babysitter. And that's who I was picturing when I ranked this person. So I got confused a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I would rather have Samara on there than B. And so I think we may want to move it. The other person I have is Annabelle. Annabelle is a doll in The Conjuring. Um, so essentially you have this doll in your house and she makes it haunted essentially and stuff happens it's, it's demon possessed yes so this doll is possessed by a demon and i think when we're talking about the hierarchy of battle here we're gonna have to rank it like there's humans there's hauntings there's possessions there's extraterrestrial beings and then mm-hmm. there's like non-corporeal forces right right I also so I ranked mine a lot of times on iconic of the villain as well with inside of like their movies and stuff. I see. So that that's why you'll that's why you'll see like the three that I have as number ones are like the three most iconic horror villains of all time. Yeah. Which is why I place them as as my three. Um, and really the fourth of my number one is is also a, a crazy iconic one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have um, the critters <laughs> from outer space as my eight seed. Mm-hmm. I love those little guys. 
Um, and then I have my final is Stripe slash Spike from Gremlins mm-hmm. as as my eight seats. So what do you think about those eights? Do we want to move around to you in them? Are we happy with some of them? I think there are a number of normal human slasher killers on this list that would be done in by any of those. So, for example, Harry Warden from My Bloody Valentine. Okay. Or Annie Wilkes. I think like these these normal people who are just like evil normal people. Sure. I think would 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 have no chance against some of these more demonic forces. Like maybe Harry would have a chance against Spike, for example. But well, I don't sp- think Harry would have a ghost's chance against Samara, for example. Okay. Okay. That's that. That is absolutely like, fair. I, a I human Samara- being against an evil possessive ghost haunting is just like. It's not. There's no contest. Like you, so you can bash we, the VHS with an axe, and the creature still comes for you. Well, yeah. what do we think about about Spike though? We'll come Stripe because Stripe is technically his actual name. Um, it's Spike is just Gremlins too. So we'll do Stripe from from the first one. Uh, Stripe to me though is one of those that um, like a teenager and, and a small Furby killed this person, and so like. I have a hard time ranking him higher than than number eight, just because he does seem pretty easily done in. Um, yeah, and, and it's important to remember too that one gremlin is not the same thing as all the gremlins, right? Which is like that is true. The the thing is like, are we just doing one gremlin? Because yeah, that's not a contest, um, but or maybe an interesting contest. But like gremlins plural, like the 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 tide of the evil actual, green like horror that descends yeah. on this town, like that's different. Okay, okay, so let's do... I had Annie Wilkes as a 7. I do think we should move Annie Wilkes down to an 8, for sure. There's someone uh, else on this list that wants to be an 8. Um, I'm gonna, I'll place Annie Wilkes where Samara was, because I'm going to... I think I would bump... I would also bump... And this is unfair, because we're kind of, like, cheating a little bit here. I might even bump... Are we doing Spike? I'm, I would change either Spike or Critters with... Um, Angela Baker. Okay. Because Angela yeah, Baker yeah. ain't that scary. <laughs> no, Angela Baker ain't that scary. I think that's a, that, that, that's a good change for sure. Um, let's and I'm do... going down the list of the other things, and I think those are the major ones that I had qualms with. I, I want to keep... I want to keep... I think I kind of want to keep Stripe at an 8. Okay. And so let me put Critters as the 7 for Angela Baker, where she was at. Okay. And then we can discuss if, if we need to do more with her, or more with... Um, with, where, I, with the critters. I'm biased, too, because Harry Warden is played by Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. He right. He was made famous in soap operas, and then he got, like, real acting gigs, and he's a super awesome dude. Like, he's an awesome human being, in addition to being a cool, good-looking actor. So oh, yeah. I really like him, and I'm definitely heavily biased as far as, um, as, far as human evildoers go. He's definitely up there. He's one yeah, of my favorites. Yeah, I, I think Harry Warden's definitely ranked a little too low, so let's... Uh, so right now our, our eight seeds are now Annie Wilkes from. Well, by the way, Annie Wilkes is from Misery. So Annie Wilkes is the person who who captures a writer, um, a writer, an injured in writer. Right. She keeps a dude with a broken leg captive. Like not quite the same as being a ghost. <laughs> no, but what she represents, I think, is very terrifying. Of like go, going into somebody's house you think is going to be taking care of you, you think is going to be there for you and she just turns it around and just not let you leave and just yeah. wants yeah so I, I do think I think her concept is very scary but I don't think necessarily she would be very formidable against some of these other ones for sure um, Angela Baker is from uh, Sleepaway Camp 
And so, essentially, she just terrorizes camps. And especially in the second one, she has a an incredible amount of, of I don't want to say justice behind her, because that's what she thinks it is. But she's essentially essentially no, a, a prude police, right? Like, if you do anything that's out of line that she thinks does not need to be done, she comes after you. Um, yeah, and the film is like, I've seen that movie, and it's it's creepy. It is creepy. Like, it's much creepier. You know, there was a whole slew. You talked about, like, The Burning. There were so many horror movies made between 1970 oh, and 1990 sure. that were all in this very similar, like, sleepaway camp niche. And and sleepaway camp itself, like, the ending especially, like, that's right. creepy. Like, that's a scene that I remember. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I don't, I don't want to see. And one of my main goals here is I'm trying not to attribute the movie to the villain. And, and I think that's that's why the scenes are important. Yeah, it, it is because Angela Baker, the movie is stupid, creepy. And at that, like I said, that end scene got me when I watched that for the first yeah. time. That was um, but you're right. It's not necessarily somebody I think I think an eight seed for her is great. Um, I, I do want to keep Stripe Spike as an eight seed, and the reason I want to do that is, is because, and I'm going to get through into this more next week a little bit. But you, you have control over whether this person even exists or not, and, and so I think that's something that's important. You know, like you can control whether Stripe actually exists if you just don't mess up keep taking care of the Mogwai. Yeah, and honestly, that's why some of the 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 people in this list get farther than I thought they would. Like, for example, the way things were seeded right now, um, one of our more one of our number one seeds who I thought would get knocked out pretty quickly actually makes it pretty far because that character is really smart and that right. intelligence would help them to navigate a yep. lot of the situations that imperils a lot of the victims of the horror movies of these yep. other characters. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch back on that when we get to we it. We will. Okay. So eight seeds, Annie Wilkes. I, mm-hmm. Anna, oh, Annabelle. Let's 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 talk about that one. We haven't touched on Annabelle a little bit yet. I, I don't know if that's that's a that's the best spot for her. She's uh, definitely probably stronger than that. Um, I think demonic possession is definitely up there in terms of the power levels I think so of what's too. represented here. But I don't think there's not like once we've narrowed, sort of weeded out the the regular humans, it gets pretty powerful pretty yeah. fast. And I think you can make some very convincing points either way. So Annabelle, especially when you're talking about a demonic possession of a doll like if in in the movie like it's contained by being put in a glass case and having it blessed by a priest the end exactly and it's like okay yeah as far as like demonic hauntings go like i definitely think that annabelle poses less of a threat than samara does okay vengeful spirits are are more dangerous i believe than demonic possessions of inanimate objects right like i I think so too um would there be anybody in the sevens that you would that you would move down and into into the eight where Annabelle is at right now, I, I'm not really seeing anybody. Should we list off the sevens for the listeners? Yeah, let's do that. So right now I have the sevens. So we move critters around. So now critters took the place of Angela Baker. Um, so now we have that. Samara is now of a seven. She took the place of Annie Wilkes. Um, I have Harry Warden as a seven, and then I have the entity. So the entity is something that that I was re- really excited to get into. Yes, um, the entity is from It Follows, um, and so in, in case you aren't oh, aware, that's that, funny because there's also a horror movie called The Entity from 1981. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, so my I, goal, I, was, I know the wrong movie. So I was, I, I was planning on the entity from It Follows. Yes. is is where I had that one listed at. Um, that's one where where you know it kind of gets into that you can kind of control whether or not you catch it, but not really. 
Um, because That's you don't a terrifying movie. Yeah, you don't know whether you catch it or not until it's too late. Um, and, and so, so good. Yeah. Oh, it follows us great, and the score for that movie is so so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do we do we want to replace Annabelle with either Critters, the Entity, Harry Warden, or Samara? I, I don't know. I think it's fine the way it is. I, I think, think it is too. I think Annabelle is weaker than I think Annabelle is maybe on par with Harry Warden because Harry's a really emotional, passionate guy. Yeah. Harry Warden is the villain in My Bloody Valentine. He's just a dude with a chip on his shoulder yeah. and an axe, right? So it's yeah. like, and he presents nice socially, right? Which is how he gets away with his stuff. Also, he's a white dude, a nice, upstanding white man, which everyone you know, which helps, which is why all the serial killers are white. Yep, <laughs> this is because. It's because they can all smile their way through the police. Absolutely. Um, especially back in the 70s when nobody locked their front doors. Um, but I think it makes sense the way it is, and I'm happy with those numbers. Okay. I think Perfect. any of those any of those ranking higher would force more powerful I think so, too, because we're starting to get into, into lower brackets. Absolutely. Um, 100%. And so I, I like that. So, so eights are locked in. Let's take it as it is. Annie mm-hmm. Wilkes, Angela Baker, Stripe from Gremlins, and then Annabelle. There are eight seeds. Yep. Stamped. Oh, maybe I'll do a little like, like little little sound effect. Noise. Yeah. Oh my god. To, to, I'm I love see it. If I, can I do love that. it, and also I hate it. Yeah. Well, it's Aaron's and Max's stamp of approval. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> You've been stamped. <laughs> All right, so that leaves us to our seven seeds. We just named them. We have Critters. Um, we have the Entity from It Follows, Harry Warden, and then Samara. Do we want to move any of those around? So are, we, are we thinking Samara needs to be higher than a seven? No, I don't think so, because she's tied to a VHS tape, right. and that's increasingly obsolete. Like, you'd have to be a pretty <laughs> narrow <laughs> subset of people to have to watch a VHS and then Absol- be dumb yeah, enough yeah. to keep watching a bad VHS and then... Like not destroy it or investigate enough to free yourself. Oh, for sure. Curse. So yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think this, this actually works out pretty well. This this whole bracket, I like. <laughs> this may be really. I and going into this, folks. By the way, this may be a short episode, and we may just tail off and just talk about some of our favorite horror movies oh, no. after this. No, no. If we have to, if we have to get into more detail to sort of like flesh out some of these characters for you, we'll be happy to do that too. I think there's like, going to be some more arguments when it gets to the higher brackets of where oh, yeah. we're like seeding them actually. But but yeah, I, I like the sevens a lot. The only thing that I, that I may consider changing, I don't know who I would switch it out with, um, is the entity. Is just because you just. Man, that thing is terrifying. So in case you don't know, entities from It Follows, and what happens is is it's essentially an STD, right? So you have sex with somebody who has the entity following them, and then that gets passed on to you, and, and it comes after you at all times, and you're the only person that can see it. Um, once it kills the, per- the most recent person, it goes after the person that, that transmitted it to you, and it just keeps going back and back and back, and, and, and they never really finish if it ever gets to its... It's final and what would happen if that. Um, I like really everything else. Um, I like Harry Warden where he's at, because like you said, he's just kind of a white guy with a, with a chip on his shoulder. Um, though I, I do consider, what, what do you think about moving the entity up? Um, I don't know. I, I may change I the entity out. I don't think so, for, because I think a lot. Go ahead. Finish the only one I would change him out for, I think at this point, would be Jaws. I um, think, I think, uh. A shark that kills a giant shark that kills for pleasure is just about as dangerous as an STD because they're wiping out. Honestly, Jaws's kill streak is much higher. Like yeah. Jaws has murdered a lot more people 
um, than you see in the movies. And the entity is just like, it's kind of a one trick pony where it's like, it goes after one person. Right. And so like lung cancer kills more people than the entity does. Right. Like I would, I would rank car crashes, like lethal car crashes kill more people (laughs) than the entity does on a a minute by minute basis. So it's what's scary about it though, is the inevitability of it. Right. It's this notion that wherever you are in the world, no matter how far away you try to get from it, it's it's working its way towards you right you know it's coming towards you so it's way more of a psychological fear than than sometimes an actuality of it and i always equate it to like that feeling when you're playing hide and seek right or right and you're being chased and you're on your way to base and the the seeker is like right behind you like maybe three or four steps behind you and there's just like this pulsing thrill in your whole body it's that fight or flight thing Imagine living with that all the time, how exhausting that would be having to put that much adrenaline through your body. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I think it's fine where it is. Yeah. We'll stay happy with those. All right. We we got Critters 7, Samara, the Entity, and then we have Harry Warden. All right. Let's get let's get to our number sixes. All right. Number six seeds are as follows. We have um, Sam. Or uh, Pumpkinhead Sam, as my friend Rob and I like to call him. His actual name is is Sam, but he wears a pumpkin head. It, he's it's short for Sawin, right? It, so, yes, Sawin is is phonetically pronounced Sam Hain. It's the the yep the celebration of um, what is it the the shortest night of the year? Yeah, right? it's like, it's so so he comes from the movie the Trick or cycle. Treat. Um, right, the character does, but it's based on it's based on Sam Hain, which is Halloween, which is, is the um, what's the name that starts with a P? I'm forgetting right now. The pagan, the pagan celebration of yes, yes, yes. I'm having harvest. it. Right. I'm having it right now. I'm having it right now. It's it's the Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season, the yes. beginning of winter, of the darker half of the year. Yes. I can't see where the actual celebration is here. Right, but um, yeah, maybe Beltane. Is that what and, you're thinking of? Uh, fun fact, I don't think you're supposed to say Gaelic anymore because that was not the name they chose for oh. themselves. That's the name the invading English chose Ooh, for them. Right. And so it was like a, a conqueror's sort of names, names, name branding sort of thing. So I think they just prefer to be called um, Irish or Scottish based okay, on whichever perfect. country they're from. Perfect. Because it was short for the Gauls, right? That's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. called them. And that's a, that's a slur now. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, all right. So we have Pumpkinhead Sam, or Sam Hain. Which is like a spirit. He's like a malicious, but like childishly malicious spirit. He's the spirit of Halloween. Yeah, so what happens with Pumpkinhead Sam is he's trick-or-treat, and what he does is if you don't follow the... um, The movie is called (laughs) Trick-or-Treat. Right. He is not trick-or-treat. There's a lot of Halloween phrases going to be thrown around. He is is the (laughs) primary antagonist in the movie Trick-or-Treat, and it's... R, like just R, the letter trick or treat. Right. He has three rules. And let's see if I can find the three rules for you. And I'm, I apologize. I should have had these up for you. Essentially, it, you can't blow out your candles um, until after midnight. Um, you have to give out candy. You have to, like, essentially, you have to follow the rules Ob- of Halloween. Of Halloween. Yeah. And if he, and if you don't, he comes after you. Yeah. Um, essentially. I love the character. He's awesome. He is immortal. He is essentially what they call him in Trick or Treat is the spirit of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we have him as a six. Uh, along with him, we also have Jigsaw from the Saw movies. We have the Tall Man from Phantasm. Uh, and then we have Jaws from 
Jaws, or the shark from Jaws, as I like to call him, Bruce, which is what we was called on set. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. Is that why they named the Great White Bruce in Finding Nemo? I'm pretty sure that's exactly why they named <laughs> the Great White. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's amazing. And so okay. a little little backstory on the tall man is the tall man is he's a super a supernatural malevolent undertaker who turns the dead of earth into dwarf zombies to be sent to his planet and used as slaves um yeah i don't know if you ever have you ever seen phantasm yeah man it's weird it's weird weird. (laughs) yeah Yeah. i feel like i wasn't on any drugs and you have to be on some mind-altering substance to watch that movie and get it. it it's a it's a wild wild movie essentially he he it's Oh, it's awesome. That's a terrific film. Um, but uh, so let's start with Pumpkinhead Sam. Do we want to do we want to try to move him up anymore? Are we, are we, who, no, who? I think he's good because I think there's a lot of rules that some of the, these more sort of cutthroat entities, ex- you know, entrants won't have to deal with or work around. Um, and honestly, he doesn't do it out of a sense of maliciousness. Right. Like he's he's capricious. He's like a child. He's very you know he he has fun doing what he's doing. He runs around and laughs and stabs people, and he's just having a good time, right? Yes. So I think I think that in terms of supernatural entities that we have in our score sheet is fine, especially because you know if you do follow the rules, you're fine. And like. <laughs> You know, we didn't we didn't see any of the characters escape him in the movie, but that doesn't mean they could not have at least gotten away for a while. Yeah, we don't really know if he, if he follows you afterwards and it has a and also we don't know really if, if he continues to to fight after Halloween is over. Correct. You know, and so it could be something where where, you know, if you can survive the night, you, you can go forward with it. So I, I like him there. I like him there because he does have some power and you really can't kill him at all. Um but yeah. but there are rules, like you said, to, to whether you're going to actually get attacked by him or summoned for him. So I think, yeah. I think a six seed is good for him is there. Yeah, I agree. What do you think about Jigsaw? Uh, I, I like it a lot because this is where you really start to get into like malevolence, right? Mm-hmm. And the willful torture of human beings, right? Like the enjoyment of pain for me is like profoundly disturbing. And the notion that this person would orchestrate these puzzles and do this for fun because they enjoy it is like absolutely worthy of being a tier this high i think so too and i I think he's i think he's also similar to pumpkinhead sam at at that number six just because he he does also kind of have a set of rules and will only come after you depending on what you've done in your own life yes and so i think i think that but but if he does yeah good luck but he does give you a way out which i think is really kind of why i want him as number six he allows you that opportunity to escape, even though you you may not have the willpower to do so. Um, yeah. um, but he does, so I think I think he's good there. Um, I think the tall man is good at number six for for one of those supernatural villains too. I don't know if I'd move him any higher for for what I have, just because I don't know. What do you think about that? The tall man? Yeah, from Phantasm. I think. I think he's good where he is because of the way he's presented in the movies. I think he really doesn't seem all that intimidating, mm-hmm. um, but I think he's got a lot more power behind him than you think he does. And I think like in my imaginary, as I was just like working my way through it, he actually went a lot farther in this bracket than I thought he would. So I think I think it's definitely worth keeping him there. I think if you move him up higher, you start to bump out more powerful things that he would probably wind up losing to. Um, but there are a number so, of there are a number of higher seated 
ex- sort of monsters, villains in this bracket that I think would lose to him. What do you What do you think? Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw something out here for you. What do you think about maybe moving him um, as a number five seed instead of either Cropsey or or Billy? Yes, let's do that. Because honestly, that was the other one, I guess, that I wanted to get rid of is Cropsey. Um, he, in, honestly, in my opinion, he and Samara could switch. Like, we could bump Samara from Ooh. seven down to five and then put him back up at seven. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like... Well, why don't we keep Samara at the six? Do you want to change the tall man to a five and do Samara to a six? Or do you want to bump Samara to a, a five and go and go Billy at the seven? Or Cropsey at the seven? Actually, what if we did change both of them? Yeah, because Billy needs to go higher up too. Because for the same reasons that we talked about with Annie Wilkes, like Billy and Billy and Cropsey both need to get bumped down because they're just so. human serial killers. Okay, so here's the question: Do we want a tall man at, at keep him at six, or do we want do we think we need to have a tall man at five? Essentially, we're thinking: Do we want Samara at a five seed, or do we want the tall man at a five seed? I think we can put tall man to five and leave Samara at six. I think so. I think that's okay. I, th- I like that too. So let me make I think that change. Tall man has more tricks in his bag than you realize he does, and I'm really eager to talk about that with the guys next week. Yes. Um, if you're wondering about him, definitely watch, um, what's it called? Phantasm. Phantasm, yeah. What yes. a strange movie. Um, all right, so I need Samara. Oh, where am I putting? Okay, yep, we're putting Because Cropsey is like a dude, right? Cropsey is a serial killer. Same with Billy. Yes. They're both just like, they're evil, but they're just serial killers. Like, it's not... The scale, gonna, the scale of the potential threat they pose, and the the their capacity for destruction and death is not nearly on the scale of some of these others. You're, you're absolutely right. And here's villains. what I want to do: I want to put um, Cropsy at the seven, and I'm going to put Billy at the six. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then Samara, Samara, Samara actually is going to get bumped up to to a five as well. I think. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Because intelligent serial killers like Billy are definitely more threatening than just like maniac serial killers like Cropsy. So are we thinking the same Billy? I'm, so are we on the same page as Billy? I'm Billy. Is My Billy is from uh, Black Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. And, and in terms of like Billy is a six seed, right? Billy is now a six seed, and Good. Um, that makes sense. Cropsy is a seven seed. Good. Um, and, and the reason, man, we're going to get into spoilers, and it's just going to be impossible. So, if you haven't seen Black Christmas yet, and that's something you want to watch, please watch it right now, or skip ahead for about five, you know, three or four minutes to when we're not talking about Billy anymore. Because the reason I want him at a six seed instead of a um, a seven seed, and I'm keeping Cropsy at the seven, is because Cropsy I don't believe gets away, whereas um, Billy does, and so we we don't we don't have any sort of conclusion with that, mm-hmm. um, and so I think Billy needs to be at a six seed where Cropsy can be at a seven. Yeah, absolutely. I'm fine with that. Sweet. So now we have our six seeds. We moved them around a little bit. Uh, we placed them a little bit different. So our six seeds are going to be um, Pumpkinhead Sam, Billy, Jaws, and Jigsaw. Good. I'm happy with that. Excellent. Our new five seeds are now the Tall Man from Phantasm, yes. Samara from Ring, and then we have Candyman. Which I actually just watched this morning for the very first time. No, oh, congratulations! It's a terrific film. It's so good. It's so good. Um, and then we have actual Pumpkinhead um, from the Pumpkinhead movies. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I, uh, so my first thought about this is, and I know we just talked about this, but this is the one thing I, I came into this and kind of wanted to switch around and kind of wanting to, to change. I, I kind of want to switch Sam with Pumpkinhead and make Sam a five seed and Pumpkinhead a six seed. And the reason for that is, is because Pumpkinhead has to be, you have to have somebody summon them against you. Whereas Pumpkinhead Sam, or just Sam, you can just make a mistake and he'll come after you. So I think that's more terrifying. However, on the other hand, Pumpkinhead can be called to you at any point in time, whereas Sam only happens on Halloween. So where are your thoughts on, on switching those two around? Do you want to keep them the same? I think I don't have you anymore. Hold on. Your, your mic is, is out. Sorry, there it sorry, is. sorry. I got it. So um, I was shifting around in my chair and I, I wanted to mute it because my chair is loud as heck. So um, I definitely think it could go either way. I definitely think it's it's if you either either point could be argued um, for the sake of simplicity. I think we can leave it the way it is okay. just because they are where they are and there's no reason in moving them around unless we have to. Um, I agree with you that, for example, Pumpkinhead, which is this like monster, basically a monster this like you know the spirit evil spirit monster could come for you um but it exists at the beck and call of this person and i think that's just as dangerous as people being reckless on halloween one night out of the year you know i think so i think it can even be more dangerous because you could unintentionally slight somebody and some eventual person would want to have exactly that. yeah exactly if yeah. that person tends just winds up having the power to do that and just like bust it out every night or every you know multiple times mm -hmm. a night just going after people like it, the numbers add up real fast yeah absolutely no i i think you're right i, th I think we keep sam hayne i'm gonna i'm just gonna refer to him as sam hayne now that way we don't get confused between pumpkinhead sam and pumpkinhead mm -hmm. um so keep keep him in the six seed and, and we're gonna have um pumpkinhead at, at the five seed and we're really starting to get into our our really big supernatural villains here the heavy hitters. Um, really, yeah. Um, Pumpkinhead, I just watched that for the first time a couple of nights ago. And yeah, that was also a terrific movie. And mm -hmm. fun fact, the android from um, Aliens 3 or Alien, Alien, no, the android from Aliens and Alien 3 is the um, dad in Pumpkinhead. Yep. Same actor. Uh, yeah, he's a terrific actor. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love him. him. Um, so Pumpkinhead is, is our first five seed. Candyman and then Tom so Tallman and Samara I think we kind of have set so I don't think we need to worry about Tallman and Samara I think at five seeds they're great I yes, kind of like I, I like them where they're at I, I agree um, Candyman do we want to move Candyman up or down I think he's yep. another one of those that you have to call yep and, and so I, I think he needs even though he is a supremely powerful being and could wipe out a lot of these other ones I do think he needs to remain at five just because you have that control over being able to call him or not yeah i agree there are a lot of like there's a lot of restrictions built in around the character right. and i think a lot of the characters that we're going to get to don't have those restrictions which yes. i think is what makes them so much more dangerous um, so yeah i think they're really that that five that whole five seed sounds yeah great. I, I like it a lot um by the way candy man they they used um i think i read this correctly i could have not but they had to use over two hundred thousand bees in the filming mm -hmm. and the actor who who needs to be called out so let me let me pull pull him up really quick um because it's very important because this is one of the first like black villain actors in a slasher movie so this was mm -hmm. a very very important movie 
As, um, and, and it happened in 1992. So yes. it's like, no, yeah, it's it, it, 1992. Um, it was Tony Todd is the actor, and I, I mm-hmm. think he he needs to be called out because. Um, those those bees that were on him were were not fake. Those were real bees, and he allowed that to happen. He he said he wanted to have his like own Phantom of the Opera, like, and that's why he chose to do the role. And he was so excited to do it. Um, he did have something in his contract, which was great. Um, he got paid a thousand dollars for every bee sting that he um, incurred, which is just a I think an awesome like. Hey, we're going to use bees, but we're going to compensate you for for this, so you're not just mm-hmm. going to get stung over and over again. Um, another fun fact: the Virginia Madsen, who who plays the main, ah, she's I don't even she she's not even a protagonist, you know, really. Like she just is the woman who gets caught up in this. Mm-hmm. Um, she was deathly allergic to bees. And there was a scene where their bees are all over her as well. And they had to use a specific type of bee that was not able to sting. Yeah. And during those scenes, um, another, I just, I was reading them out today. I have to throw these out. Cause it's just, I think it's so fascinating. Um, Tony Todd actually had the bees in his mouth. Like they used a mouth guard. So it would, like, wouldn't get him like, but like they were in there when he like filmed that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just to me, that's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. He said it was like Commitment. a trance when they were released from him, from him. It was awesome. So, yep, I think there's actually... Is there a 2020 Candyman movie that came out or that's going to come out? Yeah, I think uh, it's on its way. I think it hasn't been released yet, but the trailer is out, and it's it's really powerful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Sweet. Stamp it. Five seeds are done. Let's 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 get on to our, our four... And this is really, I think, where things start start taking off, is, is our four seeds. There's... There's one four seed in here that I think we should probably reevaluate, and I'm going to start with that four seed, um, and it's Ghostface. So, w- what do you think about about Ghostface? Do you, you want to keep because Ghostface is not a single. By the way, Ghostface is from Scream. If you uh-huh. didn't know, and Ghostface is not a from I I've watched the movie once, and from my understanding, Ghostface is not a singular entity person. No. It's multiple no. people taking on the Ghostface persona. Um, do you like Ghostface out of four? Do you think they need to be changed around? With, no, with I any like of the lower it because seeds? Ghostface is almost like the spirit of human trauma, right? So Ghostface, like the people who have been affected by him, like are the people who go on to become Ghostface in the future, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very it's like a virus almost, and so. I love the idea of leaving it here because I think the capacity for the mental disruption of human beings and society is ultimately much scarier than like a dude with a chainsaw. Yeah. So I'm happy. I'm absolutely happy leaving Ghostface at four because okay. Ghost, like you say, Ghostface is like, like the, all these supernatural beings, they're like, you know, they operate under specific rules or whatever. Um, but I think, honestly, if I was going to compare Ghostface to anybody, it would almost be Jaws, where it's just like this existence that murders when it yeah. feels like it. Right. Right. And it's like it perpetuates down through the generations. So I, I like Ghostface at four just because I think it's, it's so iconic and it is not one person and it is not. It's never just about like killing one person. Right. It right. always is about torture and, and, and hate and manipulation mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So I like him there at a four as well. Um, and unlike, uh, unlike, um, um, jigsaw, you don't get an option out. 
right? Right, right. And that, that's that's one of the reasons why I have Jigsaw so low. You know, Jigsaw is terrifying and a lot of torture, but there really is no option. You know, yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, so our other four C, we'll start at the top and go down again, and I'll just name them out. We can kind of figure it out from here. So I have the Predator um, at number four. I have Pinhead from Hellraiser. Um, and then I also have the thing from the thing. And, and so I, I kind of I want to keep the thing where he's at at four. I, I think that's a good place for it. This this being that 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 takes over the kind of it, it inhabits the bodies of whatever it's taken and it kind of morphs based upon that. But it's a supremely powerful and, and terrifying extraterrestrial you can't ever like you can't ever finish it off because it's like its its existence is almost on a cellular level yeah like it can it can reseed and begin anew almost anywhere yeah it's it's almost like if you want to make a parallel to to kind of more modern i mean more modern times it's venom carnage really it's just the symbiote that that takes over the the host's body and morphs based upon what that host is Mm -hmm. um and I, i think that's really fascinating and um yeah, it's yeah. I think the thing needs needs to stay there. Um, Pinhead, what are your thoughts on, on Pinhead? Pinhead, by the way, everyone. I think I said this is from Hellraiser. Yes, and Pinhead is originally credited as Pinhead. I had to double check this because I watched this movie like eight years ago, yeah. and I had forgotten a lot about it. Is a part of a race of like extra spatial beings called the yeah. Cenobites. Mm-hmm. And in the first movie, in the original movie, they weren't outright evil. No. They were the embodiments of sadomasochism, right? And like they just, this is what they were. And they took no pleasure in what they were doing. It was just reality for them, right? And so that's why this creature has all these nails driven into its skull in such a, a way, is because it's like that pain is like, freedom that pain is existence for them right Mm. so i think it's good here um especially because as as this sort of like these beings they can like harvest human souls and stuff like they're they're, they've got powers dude yeah right they exist beyond our own space and time and so like if if for example like the thing were to come after them they could like just blink out of existence they could be like this isn't a problem and then just not be there anymore (laughs) and i think that's something that a lot of other people in this like a lot of other existential beings that are stuck in this time and space don't get to do and i think that gives them a strong leg yeah a lot of the ones lower seed you you can get rid of you know yep. and there's, there's ways you can you just can't there's no there's no getting rid of pinhead or or his troop really yeah that's what he represents too and i think yeah but it, it's unfair to talk about just pinhead if we're not going to talk about the Cenobites in the same way that it's unfair to talk about Stripe if we're not going to talk about the Gremlins, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think to, that's, that, one that's, versus the whole is much different. Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And I think that's why some of these lower Cs, because it's not, and we've gotten some more, we'll, we'll get it up there once, I have a couple other seeds in here that, that are more like critters, you know, like all of them together, or if I have a seed in our three seeds who actually represent a kind of a like you said a troop of things instead of just one entity um i do think that's important of of saying well pinhead represents the cenobites because this is a villain face-off but we have to take in all the cenobites into account not just him um but he is he is the like iconic one and mm-hmm. so we, we definitely yeah I, I like him here um i like him here at at, at what do i have him at a four four mm-hmm. yeah i think he's good at a four 
um, for sure. So three, four seeds are stamped in. This last one I have in here is Predator. He's at a four. Um, I would not place him any lower. I would only go up from him. And, yep. and it's only just, and I think they're, I, I kind of feel like we should change out, maybe place the Predator. <laughs> I promise when I, you're looking at the bracket right now, you guys can't see it. And we'll, we'll reveal the matchups at the very end of who's facing off who. So you can kind of get an idea of who may face in the second round. But I think we should maybe switch Predator into a three seed and change him out for Norman Bates. Yeah, definitely. Just because they're both things you can kill, but my chances are much, much higher against Norman Bates than they are against the Predator. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, let me let me let me make that change really quick. And then, Max, you can see on the um, bracket real quick here what that's going to lead to in, in a round two. And I'm. I didn't do that on purpose at all, but I am very, very excited about that lower bracket and where we may face in that second round. Um, so, yeah, let's switch off. So I think Norman Bates is terrifying because he, he represents that. I, so I watched Psycho for the very first time, I think, last year, and... It, he for me is terrifying he represents the killer that you just will never ever suspect as being that killer and he is so incredibly charming and just the way he's portrayed and I think that goes a long ways into falling into that trap of a very real thing where people fall into like liking these people and trusting them and then, then turning around and, and, and murdering them and I think right. that that, that's what really, to me, Norman Bates represents a lot. Right. And I, I totally agree. And I think you're going to like, you're going to run away from a dude with a bunch of nails in his head and like no blood in his body. Right. You're going to run away from a giant shark swimming at you. Right. Like there's lots of other things that are dangerous, but you know, they're dangerous. And right. what's, what's scary about Norman is that he's not. Scary. Yeah. He, he's not scary at all. And, and he's actually, a, I mean, I, I urge everybody to go watch Psycho, please. It, it, watch the black and white Psycho. It's a terrific, terrific film, and not it, the one with Vince Vaughn. Let no, me reiterate, please. no, no, not yeah. the one with nineteen sixty Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. Please, um, and I think you'll get what we're talking about because t- to me, it, I, I understood it like when I watched it after that of just like this per and in all due goes to the actor who who played Norman Bates just because. I don't know, honestly, if, if I have seen a, a more charismatic person on screen than, than than that portrayal of Norman Bates. I was blown away by like, oh my gosh, I'd be, I knew what was going to happen, but I'd be sucked into that person so easily. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that is a dangerous thing. So uh, I like Norman Bates here at number four. I do like the switch to Predator, um, which really we're stamping number fours, I think. I think we got them good. I think we got Norman Bates, The Thing, Ghostface, and Pinhead as our as our four seeds um which leads us to our three seeds getting high up there um we got predator who let's let's discuss predator first a little bit and, and i think why we switched him over um it, you you know you just you don't have a chance i mean that's kind of yeah. where i feel like with predator is if he's like they're so much more technologically advanced than we are they have the camouflaging skills like there is 
I just don't think it, it the thing that kind of sets you apart from Predator is and why he's not ranked higher on this, because he could be ranked higher if I think he was more malicious than he is um, or they are. But they don't seem to be inherently evil race. They they but they if they turn to you, I just you just have no there's I, I don't see if you there's a way out, you know, yeah, like it's, it's sport for them. Yeah. Yeah, and the camouflage, I think, really does give them a leg up. And I think that's a big part of why they are so dangerous is because they can basically be invisible. Um, and that's that, you know, when you talk about, you know, the evil that you don't stay away from, you can't stay away from what you can't see. And a lot of times, you know, unlike other hunters where they will like turn, you know, like there's the, the idea of like the noble hunter who will like face you one on one or whatever. They don't. They don't care. They'll blow no. your head off from 100 yards away while staying invisible and tell themselves that they're the greatest hunters in the galaxy. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's no honor to the predators, which really like when you take honor out, out of that fighting well, mentality, like depending on what movies you watch. Right. So that universe is huge. And there's a couple is. of movies like um, Alien versus Predator, for example. They they are depicted as having a lot of culture and a lot of history and okay. a lot of honor and nobility within within their own people. Um, and then Predators, plural, the Robert Rodriguez movie with Adrian Brody blew me away that is an incredible movie and if you haven't seen it you need to watch it because right, it's adrian brody as an action hero and he sells it i believed him <laughs> which is crazy because he's like this gawky spindly dude and he bulked up and he and he uses he uses this crazy voice that you would never expect to work and it works <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh i believe him i can't believe this yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think I've seen the Predators movie, which means it's going to be on the watch list tonight. I yeah. just yeah, fin- I'm so excited, man. I wish I could watch it again for the first time. I watched um, all four Alien movies again this last week. And so I was just about to dive into all the Alien vs. Predator movies. But I'm going to take a dive into Predators first and then I'll get into the Alien vs. Predator movies. Predators is super fun. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. All right. Stampin', Stampin Predator at number three um, for us. I'm so excited. Oh, man, that that I'm very excited about this. Um, and you'll see why next week when, when we when we get to our second round, I, I think something that magic just happened that I didn't realize was going to happen, but it's going to be fun. Um, other three seeds we have um, the Necroma man. Necronomicon. Necronomicon. That's what it is. I, I had it in my head that it was the Necromicon, but it's the Necrocon. Necronomicon. Necronomicon Ex Mortis, which yeah. is the Book of the Dead and the Evil Dead movies, um, yeah. which I ranked as a three seed partly because of how iconic the Evil Dead movies are, um, but also just because it's just one of those other like things that we were talking about is is you're you're, you're kind of asking for it, but you don't you don't think it's real and it just it, and when it hits you and it re- uh, yeah. It's a wonderful, wonderful take on, on the evil, on the on the living dead and the evil dead sections mm-hmm. of it, um, and I think it deserves a spot up here in the three seeds, partly Absolutely. because of it's terrifying. And I think, you know, I don't know as much about the evil dead franchise as I as I want to. I've seen everything, and I've watched a lot of Ash vs. the Evil Dead, but a lot of it hasn't sunk in for me. Um, do you know a little bit more about that that, that you can talk on as far I can, as I can just say that like so it's like you said you have to recite like this phrase right and that kicks it off and opens it up or whatever and like it's the beginning of the incantation um, Necronomicon itself the word is actually from H.P. Lovecraft that was the, like the 
forbidden tome that was in the like locked section of the library at Miskatonic University in Lovecraft's mythos mm-hmm. of like Cthulhu and and Dagon and Azathoth and stuff. And it was about like the chronicles of like this old elder magic and out, uh, evils from out of our spheres of reality and stuff like that. And so it makes absolute sense that when you recite these words, it basically calls the dead, right? Like the dead rise up and start killing at its bidding. And so because, because you have to like destroy it. And even then it's like a representation of magics that exist outside of like just that book. It's like a, it's like an, it's a, what you call them a MacGuffin for those magics. But the magic itself still exists too, and so for me that that's terrifying. Yeah, and I think I think the Necronomicon is very scary. I do too, and I, I think I think part of what I like about it too, and why I like it this high, is that you know I want to extrapolate on 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 what it is as far as we've only seen that one incantation of what it can do. Yeah. So who knows the bounds that it could possibly take if other incantations were read and other mm-hmm. things came and what else it called. Um, and I don't I think this is great, too, because it doesn't just come after you like it, it's it, yeah. it comes after, you know, your loved ones, everyone in its path, really. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of these that are lower seated that have kind of the same feelings to it, you know, like if you're trying to, you know, call out to say. I don't know the Samara, right? You're like you're putting your, yourself into that into that line of path, but yep. this it, it attacks everything, and so I think that the amount of damage it can do is far greater than some of these other ones. Yep, um, and so that's why we have it at a three. Speaking of the Living Dead, I have the Living Dead from likes of Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. Dawn of the Dead, I think Return of the Living Dead. Um, these are so high just because of essentially what it represents. I mean, this is zombies and zombies just don't give anything, you know, like they don't care. They yeah, don't. They're, they're, it's very impersonal. Yeah. Um, it, and it's, it, it's very self-preservation ist in terms of just like they do what they need to do to survive. They aren't, you know, they aren't bound by any morals or ethics. And a lot like we talked about earlier, they're kind of like a virus where it's yeah. just like, you, it's really hard to stop the spread. And I think unlike gremlins, which we're talking about, or critters, which have a large a large pool in what they are, the living dead can grow. Like, depending on what variation you're talking about. Yeah. But, like, once you've been bitten and turned, like, they, they literally have the capacity to take over the entire planet. And so mm-hmm. I think that, that really, I mean, they may even need to be a higher seed. Do you think they're too low at three? Do you want to do you want to change them out for maybe one of the? Well, I don't want to change. Let's let's put that on the back burner. Let's not because no. I want to reveal the two and three seeds, or two and one seeds as they are. And it's also important to remember the kind of zombies we're talking about, right? Like if right. we're talking about Night of the Living Dead, these are slow, shambling, mindless yes, zombies absolutely. who just go uh and try to fit into whatever space mm-hmm. they can. And there are a lot of ways around that. Right. As the Walking Dead series showed us, like, no, you can, absolutely. You can really get pretty creative with that. Yeah. We're, 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 you could put any number of zombies on here, but I wanted to do the living dead zombies just because it's the it's the it's the what started everything. You know, yeah. like they are the iconic ones. You know, you could talk about like the World War Z zombies who are fast moving zombies. Um, but but I, I like I like where they're at three 
I'm looking at the twos right now, and I could see maybe changing them around for a couple of these. There's one that I could see moving around, but I'm going to keep that in the back of my head, and we'll get there when we get to the two, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about that. Um, so the other three that I have, which is something that I'm going to need your help on, um, and this was given to me by Matt and Fabi, and I put it on there because they thought this was a good place for them to be at. I have not seen this movie. It's the only movie on the entire list that I have not seen, which I am rectifying probably today or tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to do it tonight. Um, I may watch it right after we get off the podcast, Um, but that's Leprechaun. Mm -hmm. And and, and I just don't. And hopefully if you've seen Leprechaun and some of those, good, because I have not seen a lot of those or any of them. And so I'm going to need you to help me out and tell me if you think the three seed is a spot for Leprechaun or if we should move it lower or higher yeah no leprechaun is absolutely appropriately placed i mean it's it's an ancient evil that exists and you can't really kill it because it it, it's not it's not the body that you're seeing it's what it represents right like that body is a manifestation of this force right it's almost like a god basically and so yeah when you when you provoke it when you set it off you're just you're 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 done okay sweet good we'll keep leprechaun at three excellent threes are stamped in living dead um, <laughs> the necromic <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Sound it out. Necronom. Necronomicon. Yes. Necronom. Nom nom nom. Necronom nom nom Necron. I'm getting the first syllable mixed up, and that's why I'm mixing up at all. Um, it's like when um I first learned that um Maleficent was not Mephesalent or whatever. Like I had been pronouncing it wrong my entire life. I'm just like, wait, hold on a second. The F and the L are switched. And yeah. it took me years to like train, train my yourself, brain yeah. to like fix it. And that's what's happening with this one. Um, so um, I'm going to try to say that as least as I can during the podcast. I'll work on it during next week, this week and next week. Uh, and then we have Predator and then Leprechaun. And I love it. I love those. Yeah. You're stamping them. I do too. They're in. Dude, top two seeds. These are where we hit, I think, some of our heavy hitters. And um, there's one number one seed that I feel like we could switch around um, with a two seed, and, mm-hmm. and we'll get there. Um, but these, a couple of them, actually. So um, I'm going to, because I think these all kind of need to be talked about together. Um, okay. Because we're getting to the end. I think we should name off all eight of these and then go for it. Sure. Yeah. So our number two seeds, and we'll go from left um, again down to the, the other side, is I got Chucky, uh, Xenomorphs, um, Pennywise, and uh, Leatherface. So we have Chucky from you know Child's Play or the Chucky films, um, Xenomorph from the Alien franchise, Pennywise from It, and then we have Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, let me ask you this before we redo re- any number ones. Do you think any of these should be number ones instead of number twos? Because I think I do. Any of those should be number ones? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the other number ones and not really. I mean, the other number ones are basically. I mean, I can see the one you're planning on switching around. So let's just read them out. Let's read out the okay. number ones so people Perfect. know what we're talking about. Yeah. So the number ones I have, and you probably have like looked at your watch and been like, there's some pretty iconic horror villains that they haven't said yet, and mm-hmm. I, I think we need to. And I'm surprised we haven't gotten to them yet, but you probably know who they are. And so the number one seeds I have is Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, and Hannibal Lecter. And the only one out of those three, because all of them, even though not intentionally, have kind of been immortalized at this point, where you can't kill them, 
is Hannibal. I, I would probably switch Hannibal with um, the Xenomorph. The Xenomorph or Pennywise. The Xenomorph. Because so, so I think the Pennywise, Pennywise and Freddy are very similar to me because both of them are controlled by your awareness of them. Right. And so if you're not scared of them, if you forget them, right, they're just gone. That's it. Yeah. And so they are not necessarily that scary. So I am I am fine switching out. um, The one thing I would say is you you cannot kill Pennywise. You can only get rid of him. I haven't seen the second half or read this chapter two yet. So maybe I should. I'm going to I'm going to hold my thoughts until I've seen chapter two. That's a good uh, idea of 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 it. So so well, I'm going to put a little asterisk there. The only one I, I would have switched actually Pennywise and Hannibal um, because you can kill Hannibal. But I think what Hannibal represents deserves to be super high on this list. Um, but. I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to do this. I'm with you here. Let's let's switch the Xenomorphs and um, and and Hannibal. Which makes me a little bit sad, only because in our current bracket that we have as of right now, we would have possibly had a Alien vs. Predator round two, which we won't yeah. get anymore. Yeah, um, that's that's fine. People, which is people fine. can go watch those movies if they want to know how that turns out. And we can talk <laughs> about that in the conversation next week yes, anyway. absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, so right now we have Pennywise as two, Hannibal at two, Chucky at two, and Leatherface at two. Um, Leatherface is also another one. Would you would you move him down for any of the other ones? Would you change out him for the Living Dead, possibly, or would you want to keep? I, I like Leatherface there because I think Leatherface represents the manic um, psychosis that you just you just you, there's no reasoning with this person whatsoever. You can't talk to him. He's he's just there to be and to do, and he doesn't necessarily know what he's doing, but he's doing it. Um, so what do you think about about maybe changing out Leatherface? I or think so for me, he is probably the one that I have currently with our current layout. He's the one that I think fits the most poorly with his number right now, because at the end of the day, no too. matter how no matter how much of a crazy person, you know, evil, evil person with a chainsaw, because, you know, we should stop stigmatizing crazy. Um, but evil with a chainsaw is yes. not the same thing as an extraterrestrial being that can control you or like. Yes a being that can like cast magic spells on you and man chain altered reality. Yeah. I'm right? with you on that one. What if we, what if we, uh, I gotta be, I mean, I did it. Like I talked to earlier. These are a lot of these replaced because of their iconic abilities and yeah. Leatherface speed and takes a chainsaw massacre is just incredibly iconic and why I sure. wanted to have him up. Um, but so I have two options for you. Do you want to change him out in the same bracket? Or either Leprechaun, or we could change him out for the thing. I think either would be a good trade. Okay. I don't care which. I think yeah. both both are strong. Okay, let me think about this for a second. So the thing is a number. Of, I think I think I'm going to change him out for the thing. Good. Um, and then. Uh, all right, let's go thing here, and then Leatherface because le- you can kill Leatherface. It, it, honestly, it, it takes a bullet to the head and he's gone, you know? And mm-hmm. so um, I, I do think he deserves deserves a little lower seed. And I think that, that matchup between Leatherface and Samara is going to be really interesting. And I like that a lot more than than anything else. Um, okay, so I have another question for you. What do you want to do with the thing and Leprechaun? They're both two seeds. Or they're both one's a two seed and one's a three seed. Um, 
the thing I like, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of Leprechaun movies, so I think this is kind of one of your calls. Do you like where they're placed at, where the yeah. thing is a two seed and Leprechaun's a three seed? Yes. Okay, perfect. We'll leave him there then. Um, and then, and then Chucky. Chucky's a two seed. I, I, I like, I like that too. And would you, would you move him around at all? Would you keep Chucky at a two seed? Yeah, I'll leave Chucky where he okay. is because, because again, you're talking about you know a malevolent spirit that's more than just the doll itself. So right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's fine. And the important part about that is this is a doll that can kill you that cannot be stopped by putting it in a black or not black into a glass container, <laughs> which is yeah. why we have Chucky so much higher than we do Annabelle. Yes. Yeah, you um, can't you can't get a priest to put a blessing on Chucky. It just doesn't no, work. no, not at all. Um, and props go to uh, Mark Hamill playing Chucky in the most recent, I believe, yeah. movie. Yeah, we watched that. That's that's uh, Aubrey Plaza. That was actually oh, a pretty good movie. Is it good? I need to watch yeah. that one too. It's so many... surprisingly good. Yeah, dude, it's got it's got a lot more heart than a movie. That movie was way better than it deserved to be. I'll put it that way. Yeah, way better than it deserved that's, to be. That's how I feel honestly about the Babysitter. That movie is much better than it ever deserved to be. Did you ever watch fun. that? Yeah, it was fun. It was just a really fun movie, and and I I I started watching it today. I was like, yes, I love this movie. This is fantastic. Um, Pennywise, I think, deserves to be number two. Um, I need to finish chapter chapter two, which I will be doing. Um, this week before we get into our, our talks again. Good. Um, I'm going to review a lot of these movies um, before before we get into it again. Um, I'm, pro- I'm going to watch a couple of the Evil Dead films for sure. Um, I'm going to revisit some Chucky's. I'm going to revisit some Critters um, just to, just so we can get a better grasp on, on, on this. Um, because Matt and Fabby have watched every single one of these films probably multiple, multiple times. And so, like, they're they're gonna be so I'm so excited to have them on and they're really the reason I'm having them on at all times during as much as we can during this month of horror is just because I mean they're my experts like they're the ones that you go to or like I'm like dude have you seen this he's like yeah I've seen this I can tell you all about it and this is what happens and these are what these creatures are and like yeah so this is gonna be really exciting um, so right now spanked at number twos we have Chucky the thing Hannibal Lecter and Pennywise and so um we don't have to get into Hannibal. Do you think he needs to be lower at all? Um, there's a couple things in here, like Pinhead, maybe. What do you think about like Hannibal's there because he, to me, kind of represents a lot of, a lot of kind of what Norman Bates is about as well. Um, I think, but they're different aspects. Like Norman no, Bates is the charm, right? He's the right. warmth and charm. He's ingratiating. Hannibal is cool intellect. Exactly. And I think I think they're very different approaches to a cool concept. So I think he's great where he is because honestly, a lot of the a lot of the villains in these things, he could just be like, nope, and just like figure out a way to move himself out of that yeah. situation. No, I agree. I, I'm absolutely with you. And I think I, I'm also honestly of this of the bracket. I also am of the the opinion that 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 the iconicness of the villain I think should matter a little bit here. Um, and, and I think having Hannibal there at number two definitely needs to be there. Um, sweet. Chucky, Hannibal Lecter, Pennywise, and The Thing. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I love those. Stamp them. They're good. All right, number ones. And we've pretty much set all the brackets, so there's really nothing to set here unless we think we want to move these folks around. No. Um, but like I said before, number one, Michael Myers, um, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, and then the Xenomorph. Which what a showdown. This yeah. is going to be good. I'm really it, excited. Yeah. So I mean, there's not a whole lot to talk about those folks. They're all pretty incredible beings and terrifying. And there's only really one of those things that you can totally get rid of. Um, and so 
this is exciting. Yeah, I'm very, and for very those happy of you, with this. For those of you who don't know the movie titles associated sure. with these famous iconic characters, right? Freddy Krueger is from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Jason Voorhees is from Friday the 13th. Michael Myers is from Halloween. And the Xenomorph is the enemy alien in Alien. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they all kind of spawned right around that 1978 to 1980s. Like it was a magical time. It, it was a magical know, time for horror. I think for the first Nightmare was 84. So 78 to 84 is just like... That is a magical time for horrors. You know, go back and listen to our podcast last week if you haven't yet. Because, um, you know, most of the films that all of us chose um, were all between that era. I mean, honestly, we were all in the 70s and 80s pretty much the entire time. Mm-hmm. I think my earliest film was 91. And I think Max had his early. I can't remember. Your earliest film was probably Ringu or The Occult. No, I think my earliest one, honestly, was The Changeling in 1980. Not earliest. I'm sorry. The latest, like the your latest, was Bubba Hotep. That was back right. in like 2005, sure, 2004, 2005. 2005. Yeah, and I think all of our films were all within the 70s and 80s. And Fabi picked one in the 60s. It was just, and so did Matt too with the Night of the Living Dead. It was awesome. Um, that's it. Let's 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 run down the. Um, we're not going to get into any of the uh, the face-offs yet but i do want to run down who's matched up against who. Yeah. This and then we'll we'll go we'll go from there. So, and I'm going to run, um, I'll do it by, uh, by seeding as far as like ones yep. against eights and then twos against sevens. Okay. So in our first bracket, we have Michael Myers against Annie Wilkes. We have Jason Voorhees against Angela Baker, Freddy Krueger against Annabelle, um, the Xenomorph against Stripe or Spike. That is a fascinating matchup. I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Hannibal Lecter against Cropsey. These are our two seeds, by the way. Hannibal Lecter against Cropsey. Pennywise like against Harry Warden. Uh, Chucky versus Critters. Um, and then the th- this is great. Didn't even do this on purpose. The Thing versus the Entity in 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 one in their final two sets. Our three sets um, are the Necro- <laughs> Necronomicon versus Samhain. Um, the Living Dead versus Billy. Predator versus Jigsaw. Um, and then Leprechaun versus Jaws. Our four seeds are Norman Bates versus the Tall Man, Leatherface versus Samara, Pinhead versus Candyman, and our final matchup is going to be Ghostface versus Pumpkinhead. And those all are matchups, and we are going to get heavily into them next week. And honestly, we're at like about an hour and 20, 25 minutes already. So like, this is it. Like we did it. We did the bracket. Any final words you want to say on, on, on how our seedings went, the brackets, anything that um, you have any. Yeah. Anything you want to add to this? Closing thoughts. Yeah. yeah. I, will, I will parrot Samuel L. Jackson in Jurassic Park. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> That's it. I have nothing else to say. That's great. We're not going to share our, our, our things today because no one pays attention to them anyways. So go out. Infinity continues. <laughs> and infinity continues. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you for part two next week where the face-off happens. And I am so excited for this. Joining us is going to be Matt and Fabby and Max and myself. And interesting enough, there's going to be four of us. So there's going to be no tiebreakers. No one's going to be able to have a tiebreaker when there's two versus two. So I'm very excited <laughs> about that aspect of it. Um, Let's get into it next week, and we'll see you then. You guys have a good good rest of your night. Be there or be dead.
and see you next time.